Gentlemen, this is uh, another little, you know, after what we talked about last week, this is, we're, we're going to call this the bonus, because it's just a bonus that you get to hear our voices again. It is. That's a, that's a, that's a bit presumptuous. In a world where a man feeds possums premium cat food. Did I sound like the movie guy? He really did. I think you've got a career in this. In a world where failure puddles go down like water and whoppers are eaten by the dozens. Um, how, how you been doing? Ladies and gentlemen, uh, another episode, episode 28 of Pickle and Boot Shop. I didn't think we're you were bar- really going to do it. I didn't we're think on you- borrowed time now. I thought I, you didn't update this, this, the notes. I just no. was updating them. You were, yeah. So let's let's revisit this a little bit. So I don't know about you, but I think a lot has been brought to the table. Um, so I bring a lot to the table every week. Yeah, you do. You do. I give. I uh, give. Sometimes thirty, thirty-five percent. Yeah, yeah. I am, uh, and I like it. Swinging but here, for the bleachers. There you go. But uh, here's the thing. I I believe I believe that uh, the listeners rallied, and uh, I told one of the listeners what I believe um, was going on mm-hmm. is I was thinking about what was kind of best for us, meaning you and I. Yeah, and I wasn't thinking about what was best for the community that we would build like the, the us that is the community so i was thinking what was best for us you and i and not what was best for us the pickle and boot shop uh community and so people started i mean i got message after message after message after message of people saying like don't stop and people were like i understand what you guys are going through if you need to do it where it's not every Thursday that it's sporadic or whatever the case may be, everyone's like, I'm fine with it. Lots it's of people. Totally crazy because all the messages I got were like, We're like, end it now and I want to kill you. Yeah, why don't you kill yourself, Reese? Jeez. I was like, <laughs> and, and all geez. this nonsense. Like, yeah. yeah. Don't beat around the bush, everybody. Yeah. And what? plus we manscape, so you can't. Um, but the um in a world 
Um, so like lots of people reached out and people, uh, it, it was amazing. Um, I'm, I'm just going to speak from the heart. People, people who listen to this show know that we speak from the heart and I'm just going to speak from the heart. And I was astounded. Honestly, I was astounded by the response that we got of people that said, you know what? I'm a truck driver for a living or I drive for a living and I listen to all sorts of podcasts and I cannot wait till yours comes out. Yours is the one that I listen to out of, you know, out of multiple podcasts that are listened to, they wait for ours and different things like that. And those stories started to stack up and started to stack up. And again, it, it went back to the schedule. And so when people were like, dude, we don't care if we get something every Thursday, it's just nice to hear it every now and then. And so that's when I started thinking like, well, maybe, maybe this doesn't need to come to an end because we did screw up when we started this community and we did screw up when we gave a place for all these people with similar senses of humor and weirdness to come together and so maybe maybe i was speaking out of turn to to just turn it off so quickly no we were just discussing it joe we just were like hey maybe we should have this talk maybe you had decided already I think I had kind of decided in my mind and and my mind was changed. And and on the flip of that with the paid part, I, I, I want to say that I got scolded people who, when I, when I talk about these messages, people were like, ah, they might be like, I wasn't scolding you, but that's how I took it. But people were like kind of scolding me like, dude, I'm a grown person. I can do what I want with my money. And if I want to support you, I'll continue paying. Yeah. Like you don't have to stop the paid portion. People are like, and what one person said, I love listening to you guys. And they referenced my old podcast, Average Jerks. So one person said, it's the, the pickle and boot shop has become like average jerks where I feel like I'm just sitting with my friends in a bar, listening to hilarious conversation or listening to interesting conversation sometimes interesting conversation yeah and they were saying you know what if my if my money can pay for a beer for you and 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 reese to drink and what's each face yeah uh reese and that other guy they're like by the way who am i texting are you the other guy or are you reese and so so people started saying that, and then people were like, "You know what? So, so who cares if you you're making, you know, five thousand dollars a month, or if you're making thirty dollars a month? If six people want to pay five dollars each and pay for the website and pay for the the, you know, the, to be able to to do the podcast, then let let us pay. We want to pay. We want to support you. We want to, like I said, to buy you a drink each month." And so that it's that type of thing that I started thinking about. And I was like, you know what, we we have built something here that maybe I I can't just just cut it off and, and be done. So my mind was changed over the last week, people. That's, so thanks for sh- not telling me until we got on the air. Because you had all the stuff planned for the last we have Obama. We have Barack Obama as our last interview today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was gonna talk to Al Gore about climate change. 
Um, and I was going to tell him how it was a it was a farce, right? Uh, well, shit, I, dude. I, I mean, and I was going to be like, "Hey, I I got a new electric gas hybrid car because climate change is a farce." That's why you did it, guys. I don't. I mean, like, I'm with Joe. I didn't want to quit, but I also like I I still feel it. It is. Sometimes difficult for us to do this every week. I think Joe and I just need to have a talk off the air or on the air about how we're going to make it happen, but maybe not every single week. We used to we used to be really eager to do this, and we'd have a couple in the can, and then we'd be like, "And you can interview this guy on the week that I'm not here, so we could get breaks." And we're not that eager anymore, and so it just ends up us doing it every week and we feel like we're not talking about anything. Yeah. I think that's part of it. I think we can make it more exciting. One of the things that got to me was Daniel Rock's uh, comments on the Facebook page, just how bumped he was, which is, that that is heartwarming to me because I, I feel guilty for how little we pay that dude because I know how much work it is to edit yeah. this podcast and like have to listen through have to try and edit out all the Simpsons that my kids are watching in the next room and all that stuff. Yeah, or me drinking ice water. It's and I never did that. Does he take that off? God bless you, Daniel. And then chewing the ice. So no, yeah, I agree with you. I think we should celebrate by eating some silkworm poopa. Oh, I don't have mine, Joe. Mine, mine's out in Ortonville. I forgot to bring it. Okay, there's some there's some something to look forward to, kids. Is that yeah. Joey's got so his silkworm poopa? Zoom in on that. Zoom in on that, and we can uh, Daniel Rock. You can start to tease that for the next episode where can, we are man. gonna. It's I know upside it's down. upside down. Yeah, so so bizarre. But yeah, you're you're correct, and you know when we look back at the show. I know we kind of talked about this like ad nauseum and the last show, but you know, when we started this, it was, it was COVID lockdown. And so we were, you know, you're bored out of your mind. You're sitting there. You don't know, you don't know what to do. And, and it was a nice escape for me and you to, to sit there and chit chat and catch up. I mean, we hadn't talked in, I mean, we would occasionally like, send a text and when i say occasionally like maybe once or twice a year yeah maybe something on a facebook or an instagram maybe but not really and this this show like during covid allowed us to catch up laugh have all this fun stuff then through that we both went through divorces uh-huh. we you know you we both went through divorces we both went through getting new jobs. And when I say getting new jobs, like I went from Monday through Friday, seven to three to a different position where it's, you know, two days on, two days off, two days on, three days off, three, you know, and 12 hour shifts. You went from where you were working in a, in a hospital with dangerous children to now you're, no, you went from running a place to being fired for swearing uh-huh. to a children's psych ward to now where you're in charge again. And they lost- know that they know that I love them because I swear. Yes. And 
you know, you've, you've lost your parents. Yeah. Um, you know, you've, we've gone through so much in the last almost three years of this show that it, it, and, and again, our original content just started, like we wanted people to know all about like what happened behind the scenes through like those nineties touring years. And that came to we an ran, end. Like, we ran out of it. We ran out. And so now it is. Now it's just kind of talking about the stuff that we think of every week or we think of off the top of our heads. And so that that is kind of how it changed. And that that is why it's more difficult. You know, you're running someplace, your children are older. You know, they, you know, they require more work, they require more attention. You know, same thing on my end. I I with my new schedule change, I rarely see my kids. And so like a night like tonight, tonight's my night with my kids. Now, mind you, my kids are 19 and, and 17. Yeah. But nonetheless, I still want to see my kids and, and tonight is my night with them. So I just got home at like quarter after seven. I sat down. Everyone had already eaten. I sat down. I ate. You know, you have a conversation for a half hour that seems to fly by and then all of a sudden it's it's time to it's time to to record and so i you know come into the room and and my daughters go to their room and i'm sure when we're done here they'll be asleep because they have to get up and work in the morning and they have to you know so it's just difficult like life is different now than it was three years ago yeah i feel like we can we can do this we just need to be more we need we need to make it work around our schedules and we yeah. can do that and one of the things that I picked up, I picked up a new hobby, um, which is doing heroin. And it takes oh. a lot of time. You can't just yeah. do heroin and then go, you know. Now, did you just. Uh, banger. Did you just jump right into the hair on or did you start with like pills? No, 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 no. I was like, ju- go big or go home. So no? just okay. started right, right up. But the okay. thing they don't tell you is that. Well, number one, they don't tell you it could kill you. Those guys that sold it to me were like, this will make you feel good. Well, that's yeah. true. They didn't say you pee your pants and that you all of a sudden lose like four days of time. Yeah. They don't say that. You wake, and, and the, and you wake you up. And then you can't. Yeah. You're yeah. thrown up in your face and you're drowning in it. You know, what? A, who wants to wake up like that? So. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that's my no offense hobby. to anybody out there who's lost loved ones due to heroin. <laughs> <laughs> they, you sorry. know, I don't. You don't necessarily come no. to this show looking for <laughs> facts or comfort. Guys, don't do heroin. By the yeah. way, yeah, don't, don't do heroin. Stay away from. You got me listening to that Matthew Perry book, and yeah, geez, dude, like. The, there, that guy had no chance, like n- not a chance ever of surviving. No, like no, he was on borrowed time most of his life. Yeah, I like he was just that that perfect storm of like DNA, yeah, personality, and demons that he he would never he would never be sober his parent like his folks gave him a, a freaking uh benzo like to get him to sleep the doctor prescribed it when he was colicky as a yeah. baby so like he was, he was like genetically predisposed to it and then just 
hooked as a baby on benzos. Yeah, I think he was. Buprenorphine. Did he say he was three weeks or thirty days? Something like. I think he was like maybe three months. the 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 number three sticks in my mind. So it was either three weeks, three months, or like you know something like that, or thirty days. Let's say he was three months. Matthew Perry, star of Friends, Chandler Bing, was a colicky baby, and his parents complained to the doctor about his colic his doctor prescribed barbiturates yeah like you know downers. that's what it was yeah and so at three months old they were giving their son adult doses of <laughs> of barbiturates and so his brain is 30 days older or three months old and it's already it now it just it just craves it it just needs whatever i believe your I mean, brain was, is still developing at that age yeah he was just done done the other, like, but the, the the thing is like you just you're hearing it so it's good you told me to do the audiobook and it's good because you hear it but it, there's so many times where you're just like how many times does he have to like talk about how he's gonna die or yeah. like you're just like oh oh right. I it's like it's like, like you're a psychic. Me. I I know this is gonna kill me. And you're like, yep, yeah. But like it 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 definitely it's 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 such a good book. It's it's well written and it's good hearing him read it. Did you hear how much how just like his voice? He would just start slurring sometimes, and you're just like, was he drunk or is that just yeah. Is he on, you know, he was on like, uh, on phenobarbital, not phenobarbital. So I cannot remember. Suboxone. Suboxone. Going Suboxone just to detox. He was like on that because here's the thing about opiates, guys. Opiates work because they, it's like a synthetic dopamine that, that, uh, plants make, you know, like that, that, uh, poppies make. And they, it was like a defense mechanism for this plant because animals would start eating it and they'd get sleepy or they'd feel really euphoric and then they'd leave or they'd poop and then, or they'd die and then they'd have fertilizer. So it was like, it, it works it for that plant to survive, but it mimics dopamine, which is the molecule your body secretes to say you're feeling pleasure, but it's a poor mimic so it fits inside this like the the hole this dopamine uh sized hole in your cells dopamine receptors but it's just off enough that it wrecks them so after a while wrecks them damn near ligma (laughs) 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 what What? ligma uh, Ligma what? These nuts! <laughs> but it'll wreck your dopamine receptors. So like all yeah. opiates do this. It, they give them to you as painkillers because it makes you feel pleasure instead of pain when you're, when you're feeling pain. Pain is like a natural, your body's like natural response to, to trauma and it's to warn you that you should not do that or you need to take care of yourself so we we try and override this but the problem is it it 
it number one, it's addictive because your body already is addicted to dopamine. You crave it. It's it's why you and I are doing this podcast. But yeah. like the it messes up the receptors just enough that then you need you can't feel happy unless you yeah. start taking more. Or you can't yeah. stop feeling the pain until you have more, which destroys more. So homeboy, like you said, was on fifty five Percocets, like uh, a day. Yeah, like eighteen hundred milligrams, milligrams a day of Percocet. Le- that's ins- insanity. Because like nor a normal dose is like five or ten. Yeah, yeah, ten is like the worst pain. And he uh, was five. told, I believe he says in the book that his body just no longer produced dopamine. So yeah. it just it it didn't it just didn't produce it anymore because the all the opioids just basically killed it yep and so if he wasn't on an opioid not even to get high just to get through if he wasn't on that think of if you just took all the pleasure away from your brain Uh like you just no longer your brain no longer produced dopamine which makes you feel pleasure so he felt no emotion he got no pleasure out of anything anything you want to talk about depression yeah imagine that like i'm sure they told him you got about 10 more years and then you will not you will not feel happy ever again and then suboxone so people who are trying to kick opiate addiction you know they take suboxone or they, or they take methadone. Mm-hmm. Well, there's, and correct me if I'm wrong. I'm I'm no uh, I'm no expert on this, but you're only supposed to take that for set periods of time. Yeah, yeah. So to, you go, you wean it. Yeah, down. Yep. You you wean yourself off of it. So your first couple doses, you know, let's say you, you know, you do a cup of it, you know, a Dixie cup of a day, a day and then the, the next week is is a is a three-quarter Dixie cup, and then, you know, you you wean yourself off. So most people, and from what I've gathered, most people are on that for a short, limited amount of time. Listen. He had been on the same dose that he started with for over three years. Yeah. For over three years, and you're supposed to wean yourself off, and his body just did not produce dopamine anymore. Yeah, it's like I, 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 you can't wrap your head around how tragic it is because yeah, he was your favorite guy on Friends. Like yeah, he was the nerdy guy who just like felt awkward all the time. Was the funniest by far, you know? By like far. yeah, and and like. He, you you always were rooting for him. You always wanted yeah. him. Even when you n- knew he was like in and out of rehab, you're like, oh my gosh, I hope he gets better. I love that guy. See, I never watched Friends. I never. Well, I mean, I can I can tell you that I never watched. Like, I never sat down each week and watched it. Um, but. I can tell you that like I've seen certain parts of certain episodes, but now that I've read the book, when I go to bed at night, I'll turn friends on 
and I'll just let it play episode after episode until I fall asleep. Yeah. So it's like I'm watching a brand. It's like you came to me and said, hey, did you see that new show that's on HBO? It's called Friends. Because I started season one, episode one. I've never seen these. Never seen them. They're, everyone is a brand new episode to me. Yeah. And so it's just like, it's like watching it, you know, blind, stupid thing I was going to say. It's like, it's, it's like watching it all over again, but I didn't watch the verse then. So it's so crazy. And he is, he's so funny. And in the book, he'll be like, you know, season three, episode four was, you know, and he'll talk about something that was like crazy going on, like what he did the night before, and he barely made it into work that day. Right. And, you know, so then you, I want to watch season three, episode four to like see how he is. And then he talks about, he's like, you always know like what I was doing because if I was fat, I was binge drinking. Yes. If I was skinny, I was not drinking. I was doing pills. Yep. And if I was like, if I had a goatee, I was doing coke, you know, like all these like different things. So now that's made me go back and like watch friends to see like what he was doing, what he looked like on what episode. Yeah. Crazy. It is crazy. It's, it's, I mean, like as of show, as a comedy show, it is definitely one of the best i mean you can you can write it off because it was like not about weird comedic people you know it was like six good looking people in this enormous apartment that no one could afford in new york city for sure with their their jobs but like it's so funny there's times when it's just like it's cloyingly sweet like it's just like they're just you know, they have ducks as a pet or, you know, like Tom Selleck is Courtney Cox's boyfriend. They're just like shoehorning in all the fame and stuff, but it's so good. It's so funny. And you really like, even with all the sweetness and all the, all the kind of drama that was in there as a comedy that kind of moved along each season, you, you cared for them and loved them. I don't know if you get that watching it now. But definitely, like, when it was on, I just remember thinking it was, it was like, you you had, like, familial love for them. You know, like, they were, like, your siblings. Sure. Like, I don't, I don't know if I'm there yet, because I've just started watching the show, so I don't know if I've seen enough plots and how it's resolved and how the characters interact to get that reading the book i know that was there or listening to the book knowing culturally what friends was i know that everything that you said is there so i'm just i'm just getting into it watching it I, i but i just i find it fascinating like absolutely fascinating like another thing that's crazy is matthew perry okay so get this here's a perfect example so matthew perry in his book talks about how he smoked three packs a day yes he smoked three packs of cigarettes a day have you listened to the entire book no i've still i'm like halfway i he got through where his teeth fell out when he was eating toast yes okay so that i think that's towards the end of the book when he's talking about the cigarettes and everything Uh uh-huh and so he said 
like stopping smoking was worse than stopping opiates. That's crazy. Yeah, it is. He said that the two things in life, withdrawals from alcohol and cigarettes are the only things that can kill you. Any other withdrawing from any other drugs, you'll feel like you're going to die, but you won't. Yeah. But alcohol and nicotine are the two cravings, he says, are the two cravings, the two addictions that can kill you from withdrawals. Yeah, he was, he hated it. Then, okay, this is another thing. I don't want to change the subject too fast, but uh, have you seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Yes. Man. So I'm listening to this book, and then I saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I had never seen it. I just heard like uh, Dana Carvey talk about how much he loves it on Fly on the Wall, and a couple people were like, yeah, it's- That's like the Brad Pitt- yeah, it is by far Quentin Tarantino's best movie. I love it so much. Like, yeah, it's a great movie. It is so good. Yeah. But like completely like you I I felt like they were parallel in the fact that like Leonardo DiCaprio's character is this kind of guy that is leaning into like alcoholism and and veering off the path and just like kind of what Matthew Perry experienced after Friends, that, like, he couldn't catch a break. People just didn't want to see him in something else. And he was not succeeding. Plus, he was also an addict. So he was fighting, like, these two things. Not being on Friends and trying to still be relevant. And then an addict. And, and, like, I watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which is so fucking amazing yeah it's a great movie also the scene where brad pitt takes his shirt off he's up on the roof he's 60 brad pitt is 60 now yeah well this that movie came out in in like three years ago so he was yeah seven yeah dang it dude yeah and um with matthew perry um so so back to him another crazy thing what was I going to say with the, oh, so when Friends ended, you know, he was, he tried doing movies mm-hmm. and he did a movie. I don't have my phone in front of me, so I I can't see the IMDB. He did a movie with an actress that was decent in Hollywood after the movie, the movie bombed so bad, she never got work again. Yeah, it's uh, Saving Sarah, and it's, what's-her-face, Elizabeth Hurley. There you go. Yeah. And in the movie, so what he says in the book is that he was so high through the movie uh, that he slurred all his lines. He had to go to rehab, go through the DTs, so detox, then he had to go back to a sound studio and record every line for that movie over. Yeah, he had to and re- so, dub in. Yeah, so if you go back, so if you watch that movie, every line, every scene is his voice dubbed over the original because his original voice is so horrible because he's slurring and he's out of it. She's... 
he and in the book he talks about like he apologizes up and down like the directors and everybody like they wanted to fire him off the set but they couldn't because they were committed like he they sued him to get like three quarters of a million dollars back because of like he screwed up production and all this because he had to go away to rehab and in the middle of the movie and postpone it for like three months like postpone shooting i I mean it's like his life is bananas bananas if you haven't read the book read the book i would recommend listening to the audiobook because it's him yeah it's matthew perry and and reese kind of alluded to it earlier it's so weird he's dead now and so you're listening to this man who's passed away talking about the tragedy of his life that will kill him it's it's like you're listening to a ghost tell a story it is crazy so highly recommend it i think we're becoming a book podcast we can do that we can talk about book reviews movies book reviews candy candy reviews yeah yeah, we're gonna do food reviews Uh uh-huh wacky foods we're gonna Um, drink a we're drinking a drink we we have that planned oh yeah what is in the drink um, Jägermeister, Fireball, Fireball, Sambuca, Southern Comfort, Peppermint Schnapps, Jaeger, Malibu Coconut. I still think that needs to change. Yeah. And I'm Pink Whitney. I'm not excited about Pink Whitney either. I don't, I mean, that's, that's too classy for us, Joe. Did you see somebody sent us this stuff and it was like this liqueur made of, uh, it was made of euthanized immigrants. I don't remember what it was. So, so while I was at work, while I was at work, I always stop in this liquor store and get a bottle of water. I chit chat with the owner and his wife and we always talk and they have the largest selection of liquor and and all this stuff they also have pretty good pizza and buffalo chicken wraps but i was in there and they have the largest selection of nips that i've ever seen in my life yeah they have they have a counter of and if you guys again if you guys don't know what we call them nips around here but they're like the airplane bottles the the shot shot bottles single shot bottles they have a countertop that is probably 15 feet long by three feet that is all different kinds of nips yeah and so i told him what we wanted to do and so he was like oh my gosh so he's gonna help he's like hey i'll help you pick nasty shots if you want them he's like i know what's up well he brought up this liquor that is sold in chicago and it is native to chicago and it has become what i have read it has become a rite of passage for when people turn 21 years old you take a shot of this stuff and this guy from chicago invented it um and it's called like it's something like wart do you remember what it's called look look up our text and i I sent you is that what I you're think, saying? Jeez, Joe. Yeah. It it 
it's like Maldewort or something. Mold- is it? Voldemort. <laughs> yeah. Does that familiar? The sweat of Voldemort. Sweat of Voldemort. What's it Um, called? It's called Cornelius. Huh? Okay. Wait. Wait a second. We're quitting the podcast. Wait a second. Oh, that was an old text. Um, You were... Okay, Jepson's Malort. Jepson's Malort. So the way it's been explained to me is Jepson's Malort tastes like what is in your mouth, like the taste that's in your mouth after you vomit. Hmm. So it's this like bile bitter, and it's supposed to be like a palate cleanser is what this guy invented, but people they apparently they they sell 21 bottles a year the lady the the factory that took over um bottling this stuff they make like two cases a year and it's made in a it's made in a a house is it hard to get then is it yes he's trying to get it they don't make it in nips they only make it in fifths Okay. And bars around, like certain bars around Chicago will have it. And like I said, they only sell like 20 some a year. And people will do a shot for like their 21st birthday, or you'll get a shot, you'll buy a shot for like a buddy. And it's this Jeps, Jepson's Malort. 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 And it just, it just tastes awful, apparently. So he's uh, trying to get a bottle for us. So that's not the same as us creating the greatest drink of all time. Correct. Correct. It's it's different. It's going to be another thing that we do. But Right. We'll do that on another show, which means yeah. we have to have at least three more shows. Yeah. Now, what was the name of this drink again? The Jepson's Malort or the, uh, the Seven Nips of the Apocalypse? Seven nips of the apocalypse. Um, So the problem is where I live, it's the government controls the alcohol. So you can only get a limited number of things. We get a potato once a week from the state of Virginia. You get a pound of sugar. Pound of sugar and you get a fifth of vodka and sometimes a beet. But then you can yeah. make sugar. You can make sugar. Sh- don't do that. Don't let them catch you doing that or making the sugar into any other alcohol because you get your vodka. Or the potato into alcohol. Right. Don't do it. So, anyway. Everybody I don't know. Me. Wait, I, do you want me to go tell you what kind of nips I can get besides Jakermeister and the. Uh, Fireball and the Sambuca Because those are the best And the Southern Comfort and Peppermint Schnapps Peppermint Schnapps I think yes And Southern Comfort Well whatever the ones that you think are the worst Like whatever ones you think are the worst We'll we'll do those seven And you let me know And then I'll go up to Barrel and Vines And I'll, I'll get my seven Like you tell me what ones to get And I'll get them I just got hit with a ooh. 
I feel like I'm about to poop my pants. And that's how we end the podcast. <laughs> it may be. It just happened upon me. Jill, go, go tear it up in there and we'll be done. And then we'll do the patronizer one. Oh, we're doing the two Jill, don't you care about the children? I I do, but... You gotta poop? Let me go, let me go Are poop. your kids asleep? No, not yet. Okay, do you want to go spend time with them? Uh, Ella's not here. I think Mia's up reading, but I gotta go poop. Go poop. Piece of pizza. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. What? Google is playing something. Joe's pooping. Night, guys. Piece of pizza.